Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, and we, you know, have a couple of guests on that I'm really excited to to get their perspective on, you know, just teaching and learning and during a pandemic and the, the, the supports that you all provide, right, to um, our staff and our students. And so if you could introduce yourself to the audience and just, you know, tell them a little bit about, you know, your background, what you do here, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I am Emily Brakefield, and I am one of the two instructional technology specialists. And so what that means is uh, Chris Noble, who you'll see in a little bit, uh, and I facilitate learning of how to use technology in the classroom um, to improve student achievement and make sure you're meeting the standards and being able to use it in a meaningful way. So um, I have half of the buildings, and Chris has the other half. However, we do commingle. We kind of go where is necessary. We both have our own um, fortes. You know, Chris is a lot better at the technical things and big picture things, and I am really great at littles, which he's new to, and um, also working with creating materials for teachers so that they can use them in their classrooms. Gotcha, gotcha. And so thank you for that. And and I can only imagine, you know, the amount of requests that you that you get now, right? <laughs> um, because it, it is hard, right? Uh -huh. on, on a lot of us is just trying to figure out um, just just how we can really continue to impact learning, right, in a positive exactly. way. And there's so many different ways that that we can learn, you know, nowadays mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, we say pre-COVID, right? Yep. And so when you just think about how your your role has evolved, you know, during um, first of all, your time in Harlem, right? Because mm -hmm. how long have you you been this, in Harlem? Uh, this is my third year. So your third year, so yep. right? Kind of. Oh, yeah, my first year they threw me in the deep end. You know, we went remote in March of my very first yeah. year and had to help support all of our teachers when they yeah. went remote, so. Right, so so some of the, so let's stay there for a little bit. So some of the, the PD or, or ways that you help teachers kind of get ready, you know, mm -hmm. um, for COVID and, and learning and things like that. Um, what pops into your head of some of the like fun moments of just <laughs> that whole process? Yeah, so if we can call it fun, right? <laughs> of course it is. Uh, so when we were first going, a lot of our teachers had never even used Google Classroom. Okay. You know, March of 2020, they had no idea. The kids had never used the computers in a way that was actually facilitating learning. A lot of it was babysitting maybe, or um, using it in a way that allowed them to run other imports of their parts of their classrooms. Okay. Um, so it was really important to Chris and I to make sure that they were using the technology in a way that was going to support the learning and having to get them just a, that simple step to Google Classroom. Okay. Um, I think that We've come a long way. I would say that majority of our teachers are using Google Classroom all the way down into kindergarten. Hmm. Um, and now we also have Seesaw. And so having teachers use Seesaw in the classroom too um, has been really amazing to see because a lot of those allow the students to show their learning, okay. which sometimes, you know, when you have a class of 25, you can't sit and listen to every single one of them read, but you could use something like Flipgrid or Seesaw where they read to it, and then on your time, own time or during a prep, um, you can actually listen to those students read. Okay. So what, and those are all great, you know, things. And so feedback from staff as far as Flipgrid and Google Classroom, mm -hmm. 
Um, what have you received from them? Yeah, so a lot of our teachers are really excited about the being able to see what students are doing. Okay. Um, they can monitor, like when we were in remote, if they're in Google, any Google um, program, they could keep an eye on what they were doing because they could check in through Google Classroom and see what they were working on. It was easy to watch them work, which isn't something that you can do in a classroom. You don't have, you know, if you have a screen up, you can see everybody doing what they need to be doing. You can pop in and make a comment on something at real time okay. and being able to give feedback. So teachers are really excited about that aspect of it. I think that they also are excited about being able to um, have students engaged in a way that maybe they didn't in the past okay. using something like Pear Deck or Seesaw or any of the other um, uh, programs we have that deliver instruction. They actually have, like in the middle school, I saw a teacher using quizzes and she had students all signed in and so they were moving through slides and answering questions in between. So having students actually engaged in the learning as opposed to lecturing. Right, I love it, I love it. And so you mentioned a little while ago about littles, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's your forte, right? Yep. And so some of the like, like feedback that you get from, you know, working with our younger kids, mm -hmm. especially around technology. Yep. Um, like favorite projects or anything come to mind mm -hmm. for you? Like, you know, they have come so far. You know, if you had asked back three years ago when I started, a lot of them were like, oh, they can't, they have a hard time signing in. Or, oh, you know, they just left every single student signed in so that they didn't have to worry about it. And they've come so far. Okay. I went in and did um, the same lesson at, at Parker Center, the Seesaw Boot Camp activity where the students were able to, go in and like record a video and talk about their family okay. and they drew a picture and so the teachers are just so excited that the students are capable of doing it and the more that they see they're capable the more they feel comfortable trying things because sometimes that's the scariest thing is to just try and sometimes it fails you know and that's scary but I think that we're getting our teachers a lot more comfortable with our littles actually on the computers and doing things that are meaningful love it love it okay so at some point, we're hopefully we're going to come out of COVID, right? Yes. Or at least the way yeah. that things are <laughs> kind of going for us. And so when you think of technology and, and your role specifically, um, even when we're beyond this, mm -hmm. right, um, what do you think is going to like be like stick? Like, you know what, yeah. this is what we, we started to do mm -hmm. and learned how to adapt. But this is pretty much going to stick, you know, for as long as yep. we continue down this road. I think that using the, they're called LMS learning management systems like Google Classroom or Seesaw okay. are going to be ones that stick because it allows teachers to not have to make the huge copies of things. Okay. You know, right now we currently have a paper shortage. We're not getting things in and we're not seeing the panic that I think we would have seen three years ago okay. because not everything has to be in paper anymore. Um, and being able to give that immediate feedback to, to students is also really important. If you have a student in the middle school who's writing something, as opposed to having to wait to get it, then grade it, you could go in and help them work on something and leave comments. So I really see those learning management systems where you can put assignments in there as opposed to printing something off, then they lose it, or you have to give them a second copy. That doesn't happen with Google. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, so now a little un, maybe an embarrassing moment here. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't have those. And, and be careful how you answer this because <laughs> you're going to have students watching this, staff, yep. possible um, colleagues that you've worked with, you know, years ago as well, right? You'd see my cheeks. They're red <laughs> if you didn't see my cheeks. <laughs> so, so my question is, give us something that, you know what, that, that 
you want to share with you know with everyone that we won't see during the course of right like your day-to-day job and things like that like something that you enjoy doing things that we would be like whoa (laughs) oh um I really and it seems kind of odd because I I am in a field that also is very male dominated but I also really enjoy cars and um so actually growing up my brother raced cars and we traveled around the United States racing um and so like I was a part of a um, pit crew at like the big St. Louis uh, uh, racetrack there and like they had the truck series which was bigger than us and they like came up behind us and they were like where's your pit crew because they were from the south and we were like my sister and this guy that was with us were like it's us so and my eight-year-old son Sawyer absolutely loves cars so okay. now like that's what we talk about he's got all the models and right. my husband is just not his forte so that's that's something my son and I absolutely love okay now you said Sawyer correct yeah. So sorry, your mom's cool. Okay. That, that, that's <laughs> I try. Awesome. I try. Because we, um, and I don't know when it was, whether it was September or October, but um, outside of Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, where I live in Beloit, yep. they had like this pick car crew show. set up car show, and you can come and try to change a tire. Oh, yeah, 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 for and sure. And I, I think the time was, if you change it within 10 seconds or whatever, uh-huh. so I get up there, and I think I know what I'm doing. It yep. was like 25, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's <laughs> the question. Did they, did you have to put the, the actual nuts on? Yep. Okay, because there's a trick. They actually oftentimes use, like, um, a glue and have them glued around it so you don't have to actually put the wheel on and then put every nut on. All you have to do is put the wheel on and then go around. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I'd have known that. Give <laughs> they give it to you the hard way. I was the catch can girl because when you put in gas into a race car, there's no, like, stopping it. So you have a hole in the back that it then spills out of. So once it starts spilling, gotcha. you have to tell them to stop. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So last question for you. Don't okay. want to embarrass you too much. So you've worked with a number of people throughout your career, correct? I have, yes. And so who would you say your favorite person to work with? <laughs> Chris is raising his hand over there. <laughs> You know, I really do enjoy working with Chris. Chris and I do a really great job as in a partnership. Um, we really kind of balance each other out and make each other laugh. And um, it's been a lot of fun working with him. Um, but there have been so many teachers. You know, with this job is such a huge piece. I was just telling a teacher today, a huge piece of this job is creating relationships with teachers. Yeah. Because technology can be really scary, and you don't like to feel stupid. And so a big part of it is making your teachers comfortable. So I've worked really hard to build relationships with our teachers. So there are a lot of them out there that I just adore. Awesome. Good answer. All right. So (laughs) final part of this whole thing, and I appreciate you being on. Yeah is to take a shot on our little ESPN goal here. Oh, jeez, um, I am not going to basketball. Uh, just, hey, just jump right in there. Let's see. All right, here you we can go. change a tire. I mean. I can, but I can't shoot <laughs> the basketball very good. I'm tall, but I'm just not very good at it. All right, here we go. Almost. Aww. It was there. And it the, was the there. The anticipation was like, ah, oh, you got it. But I really right. appreciate you being yeah, on no and problem. you shared some, some great insight. Right. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. I have with me um, Mr. Chris Noble. I'm glad to to have you on, especially for for this particular segment when we're talking about um, you know using technology, obviously during the pandemic, right? And, and trying to uh, make sure that our, our our staff and our students have what they need to to navigate all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember um, first time like just meeting you and. 
um, just being, for me, um, not really knowledgeable about just different types of platforms, right? And you just all just like, hey, whatever you need, coming in, helping us. And I remember you being at some faculty meetings as well, and and you're just up there, and it's just like a natural at this, right? And so, so I have a relationship with you and experience working with you. So if you could, you know, tell the audience a little bit about some more about who you are, what you do, and and we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, so. Uh, Chris Noble, I've been in education. This is my 15th year. Okay. Uh, I did one year in Belvedere and had the blessing of coming from Belvedere straight to Harlem. Uh, we had a, a program then called the Bridge Program okay. at the middle school. I uh, taught science, then English language arts, and through all of my career here, before even having this position, I kind of found myself doing what I do now, and that is building relationships with people who need mm -hmm. help with technology. Okay. So while I was an ELA teacher and a science teacher, I was one of the main go-to people at the middle school for how do I do this? How do I connect this? What program do I use? Okay. Um, and I think, I think one of the most important things though about, about this position is simply, it's not really about knowing things. It's about knowing your people. And the same is true probably across all of education. Mm -hmm. So everything that we talk about here that goes on in the classroom, it boils down to knowing the people and then knowing what it is that they need to know and then getting it to them. Okay. So one, I'm glad that you only spent one year in Belvedere since you came <laughs> here, so that's our, our benefit, uh, their loss. But, but in, in thinking about your time, you know, here at Harlem, especially starting with the bridge program, you know, and now how your job has changed and evolved, you know, over time, what's the, what's the biggest difference, you know, for you? Because you mentioned, you know, obviously building relationships and things like that. But what's been the biggest difference as you have kind of, you know, your, your, what has changed and what you have been doing here at Harlem? Just for myself? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say one of the perceptions that I've encountered that I feel like I've had to acknowledge in myself and also teach other people uh, as regards to education and technology is that there is this expectation or maybe a myth Mm -hmm. that technology is going to replace us as teachers. Okay. Um, and, and that has come every year in different waves. And it's a constant encouragement that I like to provide to just say that we are never going to be replaced by our technology. Right. Um, and so the, the trend will keep coming back every year whenever some new technology comes along that has this appearance of it's doing the teaching for me, it's providing resources for the student, you know, our, our iReady does this. Um, our programs that we assess our students on, they, they provide things that the program thinks that our student needs. Um, but it, I always find myself encouraging our teachers that we can't rely on our technology to do all of those things because they don't know our students. They don't see the student's body language. Okay. And it doesn't see our body language as teachers. And that relationship through all of that is probably the most, the most important thing. Um, Yes, yeah, okay. that, that's that's no, kind of the, that, main, the main thing that sticks in my mind yeah, every week. And that and that's great, and and I and I love how you kind of just tied, you know, all that together with with, you know, obviously where where you were, where you are, and then kind of where you you see things going, uh, specifically with with the the notion that technology can replace, you know, what we do when when in actuality, like, and you mentioned relationships, that's the key to a lot of things, right? And even yeah. trying something is having the confidence to do that and, and reaching out to individuals who are in positions like yourself. And so I like to want to use a phrase that 
um, I think you coined, or at least you you got me thinking about, is I want to play in the sandbox a little bit here. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I didn't coin that. Definitely, it's been sandboxes around for a long time. <laughs> and so, so in thinking about playing in the sandbox, right, and and really um, what that means is just kind of having the courage to to try mm -hmm. and mess around and kind of learn, you know, almost by you know trial and error, right. Yeah. Um, so when you think of that, and you think of you know even the PD that you've done or have facilitated for either staff or students, what was your favorite, you know, to kind of take people through? Or what um, pops in your mind, like, yeah, it, I love that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I could name exactly uh, one PD opportunity, um, but there was one that we did at the high school, I think it was just a couple of years ago, and it, it was kind of a, a buffet style. Uh, we had tables set up in the, in the cafeteria area. Okay. And at each table, there was, I think it was just a specific Google tool, right? Yep. So one was Google Forums, another table was Google Docs, mm -hmm. another one was Google Drive, whatever. And at each table was just a list of 10 things that you could try to do. Um, we got a lot of positive response from that, simply okay. because the teachers had uh, some knowledge, uh, perhaps, of what they were lacking in, okay. right? They could say in their minds, Google Docs, you know what, I don't know that much about that. I'm going to go to that table. And I'm going to pick five things from that list of ten to learn and try and do something new. Um, and, and I think for what we are trying to do, and that's just to try to build up everybody in any way that we can in our educational technology all at once, we can't say we are all going to focus on Google Docs today. Okay. Um, because even though Terrell knows everything about Google Docs, we're going to have him try to learn something new. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then with because I don't know everything about Google Docs, and, <laughs> neither, so, neither do I. Neither do I. That's one of the most important things. Right. You find the people what, yeah. what they need to know, and then you try to know it and and find a way to get it to them. But um, that was important, and it was an effective. And those who did find themselves knowing something had opportunity to still grow in whatever it was that was there. Okay. And if they happened to be a, a fantastic expert at all things Google that day, mm -hmm. uh, they were encouraged then to be helpful just like we would with our students in the okay. class. Like, find somebody who's clearly struggling in your group right. and help them. So that's my favorite kind. We've developed a lot of things that have been online and have this appearance of, uh, this is great, I can do it any time that I want. But that only works for a small percentage of our people. Okay. Uh, a lot of us just desire and, and thrive and really grow on relationship and having other people there. Okay. So, so forecasting a little bit, you know, so a year from now, right? Where do you see um, us as a district in regards to our online platforms, things that we provide? Obviously, we got Google and things like that. But if if, if it was your decision, my what, decision, if it was your decision, careful. how much money do we have? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's it's hard to say. We serve such such a mix of kids, and not every classroom, not even every grade level. Um, is the same. Um, a, a phrase that I, I, I would doubt that I have coined, but I use it frequently, is simply that access does not equal success. And knowing our students, um, as well as our standards, should help decide what technology we use okay. and when to use it. Um, if what we do works better on paper, we should do it on paper. You know, um, if it's complicated to try to get our kids to use their class time, their learning time effectively with the little time that they have, mm -hmm. um, 
and it would be faster to do that on paper than we should do that on paper. Okay. Uh, so I don't always promote technology as we must do it because we have it. Right. What are your students like? What is it that they need to learn? Mm -hmm. Technology may provide a lot of great um, accessibility options, okay. but it still might not be the right thing uh, at that time. Right. Interesting. So in a year, it's going to be whatever that teacher decides for their class based off of the resources that we have available. And, yeah. then, and there'll be the common, we all have Google Classroom, we all have the whole Google Workspace elements. Um, the elementary might have their, their access to Seesaw, which I love, you know, the, the ability to see a student's learning recorded through video and audio and interacting with each other in their work. Right. That is all wonderful. Yeah. Um, but not every lesson should be based off of that. Gotcha. You know, so the people that are, that are watching this um, who still have the phone, they kind of like, they loving what you're saying right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. and so, and, that, and that's good because really it's your comfort level and, and where you are. And, yep. and again, um, I'm the type of, you know, person that I still like to print stuff out and see the actual email. <laughs> so I kind of highlight right, things right. like that. I take paper yeah. notes all the yeah. time. Yeah. But, yeah. But then I'm also looking at my phone on, on my grocery list, right? And yep. so, so that's all good. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so now, you know, in keeping, you know, with similar themes of, of what I've asked your colleague as well. So you've worked with a number of people, you know, throughout your years too. Who's your favorite colleague to work with? Well, I gotta say Emily because she's there that's with good. me every that's day. Good, yeah. um, no, share area too. So and, and and sincerely, yeah, we yeah. we share a lot of uh, humor. We share our our personal lives with each other. You know, we okay. we know each other's kids and what we're what we're up to. The some of the struggles going on in each other's life. And there's there's two of us, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, like we said before, relationship is probably the most important thing. Yeah. So. Um, but aside from the obvious of this is the person that I work with every day, um, I would say in similar fashion uh, to Emily that there's just, there's so many, you know. We, we have well over a few hundred, I think, teachers in the whole district, um, and that's a lot of people to interact with. Mm -hmm. And everybody's working so hard. Absolutely. And even if I came across somebody that was uh, perhaps challenging to work with. Usually there's something going on in their life that makes it challenging. Okay. It's, it's not, not just some innate personality disorder or right, something right. like that. Okay. And so we spend time, uh, even with those we might consider challenging, we spend time getting to know them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's where the meaningful relationship helps bring in the, the content or learning or professional development that's needed. Okay, all right, so, so Emily shared with us pit crew. Right? Yeah. Would have never thought of that. I'm not catching any gasoline in a can. That's not me. <laughs> so give us give the audience something that, you know, Chris Noble, that we, we just don't. Okay. We wouldn't even We wouldn't even believe it. While I uh, greatly appreciate and, and have as part of my profession technology, my passion is actually in, in world languages. Okay. Um, so I have spent uh, lots of time over the last couple of decades learning uh, multiple languages. Mm -hmm. um, I would not say that I'm very fluent in almost any of them. Okay. Uh, I'm fairly decent in French and Spanish. Spanish just by nature of where we are and it's able to be used. Mm -hmm. French, I had it in high school, but I speak it all the time just for fun. Okay. Um, I'm currently learning Russian. Speaking it and writing it is a lot of fun to me. I'm very interested in foreign languages. Gotcha. And I keep a notebook uh, of all the 12 languages that I want to learn. Really? And so I'll write a phrase at the top, 
and then underneath that one line for each of the languages that I want to know. Okay. All right, so so I'm not just going to go to you for technology anymore. I need to go to you for, for tips on... See, <laughs> da, da, we not. Oh, man, this is good. So um, appreciate, you know, having you on. Um, and, and this is a podcast that's obviously designed to um, to show our community, you know, just some positive things that, mm-hmm. you know, our staff, you know, is doing, our students are doing as well. And so if there was one thing that you can share with, with our community just about technology and, and how you feel that... If they learn this, it can connect to what we are doing as a district. What would that be, like to parents, and what would that be? I would say one of the main things that all of us can do, whether it's the parents, the teachers, the students, is to find uh, the simplest way towards success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be a simple question of uh, a teacher or a student or a parent just asking, what is the value of what I am doing? Okay and maybe comparing that to doing it a different way. Okay. Uh, are teachers doing that frequently? That will lead them to the decision of whether or not I need to use technology for this lesson or gotcha. not, gotcha. or in what way. Yeah. Perfect, all right, I appreciate it. So now you have the, uh, <laughs> the chance here to all right, see here if we you go. can we make go. our ESPN bucket. First try. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, we're gonna have to try that again. Right, give, me, give me a re- replay. <laughs> redo on that. There you go. All Fail. right. Well, that was that was close enough. We appreciate you, Chris, and yep. appreciate um, you sharing your words of wisdom, you know, with us today. All right. Thank you. Um, so again, um, another episode of Talk One Twenty Two with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, this is the obviously the first one of twenty twenty two, and and hopefully we can continue to push out positive information um, to you all, especially with, <laughs> with everything that we're going through and trying to and trying to trying to keep up with and so again i am harlem you are harlem we are harlem take care everyone